What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Dropping Knowledge Podcast. I'm sitting down today with my longtime friend, Mike, a.k.a. Last Sign of Defense. What's up, What's up dude? man? Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm glad you could come down here. Been talking about doing one for a while. I know. We always have really, like, in-depth, sort of like workshop type of talks about YouTube and everything that we're doing. Yeah. And every time we're having these discussions, like on our camping trips, I'm always like damn, we should be recording this right now because <laughs> yeah. people are going to find it interesting. Hopefully you guys yeah. find this stuff interesting. Yeah. Um, what's a, what's an elevator pitch that you give people for your channel now? I'm sure it's pretty similar to mine, like depending on what the person knows about me. They're like, oh, you make YouTube videos for a living? Oh, like what do I do? Like what do I make them about? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. everyone who is watching us right now, you probably know Mike from watching my channel. I'm sure you subscribe to him already. If not, I'll leave a link in the description. But I, I always cater my elevator pitch, like depending on where I'm at. Like if I'm out riding a skateboard, I'll be like, oh, I do a lot of electric skateboard videos and whatever. Or uh -huh. if I'm at a range, I'm like, oh, well, I have a, dedicated firearms channel whatever travel in a van so like probably how do you like say yeah like if i were to say like one word it'd probably be like preparedness but okay usually i'll say like outdoor adventure and preparedness kind of stuff because yeah similarly we do a lot of outdoor adventure stuff but a mm -hmm. lot of my stuff is still focused around just being prepared whether that's not necessarily for the end of the world but sometimes Could but be. more so just being prepared for whatever life yeah. throws at you kind of whatever you're doing seems like we're getting pretty close to the end of the world <laughs> <laughs> could be man could be yeah so then everything you do, i mean that makes sense because like everything you do from camping overland rigs right now we're actually i'm staring at mike's uh 250 tremor that i drove out here yeah, yeah Thing it's looks a nice good, view of it. it's a nice view it looks really good um you guys are giving that away yeah, so that's a that's a project I'm working on with Diamondback Covers, uh, and it's a yeah F250 kind of. They wanted to just they were like, hey, build like what your dream truck would be, and we'll kind of help fund it, and then we'll give it away, mm -hmm. and raffle it off and raise a bunch of money for charity. So we're ra we picked a charity. It's A21, and so all the money that we make from that is going to go to support A21, which is a charity that's helping to fight human and sex trafficking. Okay. So a uh, pretty cool organization that's kind of close to my heart. And I kind of pitched that at Diamondback, like that kind of cause, yeah. I guess, because it's not, you know, it's not like a, a sexy, cool, popular veterans or off-roading, you know, it's just like a kind of a cause that isn't talked about too much. Yeah. And fortunately, they were on board, so... Yeah, that's happening happening towards the end of the year, probably Q4, beginning of Q4, I think we're going to like start it. The, okay. I was you're yeah. not getting rid of it that soon though, right? I I think the goal is for it to be given away like right about the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. Damn, dude. I feel like you didn't even have it that long. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's about a year. So, when we kind of engaged when they kind of engaged me for this, they're like, "What do you think like maybe about a, a year and i was like yeah a year sounds good yeah and it came together pretty quick like it, they it were, did they were expecting it like to take longer like uh -huh. the year but i just kind of got it done pretty quick because i wanted to enjoy it for a bit yeah i so it's the if you guys have seen the video on my channel it's the truck that i drove like 32 hours all the way out here and like i feel like it was like 
maybe a month max later i saw your post on instagram like the your first trip to moab in the truck and it was just like this huge fucking beastly massive tires kitted out kc lights and like all this and multi-cam wrapped yeah yeah it took, i mean like the planning stage took a while and i have a bunch of build partners on that truck if if you're interested in the truck we're talking about if you're just li- listening on audio or whatever you can check out my channel last line of defense or instagram yeah but the build partners i was in talks with them for a while so there's a lot of planning going on behind the scenes and then when we were ready to go we just kind of like pulled the trigger and then like it came together really quick but that was just because there's a lot of planning before that but it's definitely the most badass like ford i've ever seen because a lot of people who you would know more about this than me but i feel like people who are driving fords and chevys and stuff aren't overlanding them as much as people are just lifting them and putting like wheels and tires on them. Yeah, for sure. Bro-dozers, They're more like bro dozers. Yeah, just, crawlers, you know, twenties, twenty twos, whatever, yeah. six inch lifts, and yeah. So this is a more definitely more adventure purpose built truck. But all right, so fire question: If you could have the option, would you keep that and get rid of the Tacoma? I think so. Yeah, you think so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really like that truck. The main thing is it's a huge truck. It is very big. So yeah. the Tacoma can get to some places that are a little tighter that that truck can't get you. True. But far prefer driving that truck. It's, it's just nice. It's like driving a cloud. Yeah. And I mean, I I don't I don't I don't think I've driven in it since you've done the wheels and tires and everything to yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it drives even, even nicer. Like. Yeah, I bet. It drives nicer. You yeah. haven't even lifted it or anything. That's just the stock tremor suspension, right? Stock tremor suspension. Yeah. yeah. Mostly to fit the big tires, you cut out the fenders a bunch. That's why those uh, fender flares are on there. But yeah. yeah, just the stock suspension. I may, I may lift it a tad bit, but I, re- I mean, I love that truck. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a good looking truck. Yeah. And if you guys aren't watching this on YouTube, you should be because this is where I'm popping in photos and videos and stuff of everything that we're talking about. It just mm-hmm. makes the connection better. Um, you guys should definitely subscribe and like and comment on these videos because this is the only way that I can like communicate with you guys who are listening and stuff like that. And if you are listening on Apple or whatever, leave us some ratings. That way I can continue doing this. And yeah. Yeah. So. And then, yeah, on YouTube, if you want to leave some comments, I'll try and kind of monitor the video for yeah. a few days at least after it posts. And you can use it as a and a for Mike as well. Yeah. I should have done that. I should have posted on Instagram and been like, yo, I could right now. Be like, ask this guy questions. Yeah, we got so much to talk about, though. That That's true. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, all right. So speaking of vehicles and stuff, the last camping trip that we did on your property, actually, you made a video about it on your channel, which you guys can find yeah. um, at Last Line of Defense. We were talking about a lot of stuff, talking shop, talking about like all of the opportunities that we've been presented with through YouTube and everything that we're doing. And uh, one of the points that I had written down is that a lot of people like how how has your audience been receptive of you like doing this truck build, doing the giveaway and um, I forget what the last vehicle you had was. You had like that Tundra for a little while that you just took on a little trip. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're doing all this like crazy stuff. How how is the audience receiving that? Like, are they split on it? Do they are they all stoked? Are they all kind of pissed? Like, oh, yeah. Rich I guy. mean, it's definitely mixed. It's definitely mixed. Yeah. So people that actually follow my content, like I talk about, it, like I don't own this truck, 
we're giving it away. Mm -hmm. I'm raising a bunch of money for charities. Everybody should be stoked on that. But on a surface level, people, if they don't look into it, they look at your Instagram, you're like, yo, this dude's got like 30 vehicles. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, you get must be nice and oh, daddy's money and YouTube money or what, (laughs) you know, whatever. Um, I, I think it's pretty well known that a lot of YouTubers that are successful at YouTube, not that I'm, I'm like a small fish in the YouTube world, but a lot of us are working hard. So like, obviously there's going to be some financial incentive, uh, some financial gain to working hard. So mm-hmm. I'm not poor or anything like that, but probably it looks like I'm really rich and I'm not because yes. of the opportunities that have been presented to me. So we were talking about this. And I'm in this weird place where I have tons of opportunities because I'm in an industry that is hot and a lot of companies want exposure and they want to work with me or whatever. Same with you. And so I have all these opportunities that I'm turning down. I turned down 99% of the opportunities presented to me because A, I don't have the time, but B, more related to what we're talking about, it disconnects me from my audience, really. 100%. There's people yeah. that are like, I followed you for your Tacoma. I was here when you used to just be a normal guy and yada, yada, yada. Yep. I'm like, I'm the same guy. I just have, if, if you could build an awesome truck and raise hundreds of thousands of dollars for a charity that you're behind. Why would you you're not? You're saying you wouldn't do that. Right. That, that's what I had written down in my notes. I was like, uh, we were talking about catering to the average person because you and I both grew our audiences and sort of still strive to not cater to the average person, but like we are just average dudes. Yeah. Now that we've been doing YouTube for so long and we've been presented with all of these opportunities, like with working with big brands like Polaris and you're working with people like Toyota and you did that series with them from an outsider's perspective, especially just in like photos on Instagram, if you're not watching all of the videos and getting the full details, it looks like we just make fuck you money and we're just doing whatever we want with our lives. Yeah. And it's really not that. So uh, I know my audience says this quite a lot, especially in like the gun world too, but they're like, oh yeah, you're reviewing these $3,000 guns and blah, blah, blah. Like I remember when you would just review an off the shelf Smith and Wesson. I'm like, yeah, but if, you were in my shoes and you were presented with the opportunity to review some like badass rifle that you've always wanted to get your hands on. Why would you not take that opportunity? Like I'm not making videos to sell people stuff. I'm making videos because it's informative, it's entertaining and it's something that I enjoy. Yeah. Hopefully like you and me both, we make videos that are interesting to ourselves. Uh, and for that sometimes like, I don't probably you too, but I'll get called like a sellout. All the time. And I'm like, I'm the exact opposite, actually, of a sellout. I am making the exact videos that I want to make. Yep. If I was a sellout, I would continue just making, just making gun videos or just making Toyota videos. Mm -hmm. I would, my channel would grow. I would blossom and flourish and I would be known as that guy. And, but that's not interesting to me. So I reverse sellout by trying to do the stuff that I personally want to do. And then I, you kind of get labeled as a sellout because you're into different things or whatever. So with that mentality, do you think that has hindered your channel at all? Because I'm in the same boat, like from the beginning, na- named like the series on my channel, Stuff and Things, like yeah. from the get-go, I'm doing whatever type of stuff, whatever content, I'm doing a bunch of traveling and different things, like I'm doing whatever I want to do. If I think it's interesting enough for me to carry around a camera and share with people, like that's what I'm putting on my channel. 
we could see exponential growth if we niche down and you only did Toyota videos mm -hmm. or you only did camping and overlanding videos. Yeah. But that's, it's just not fun. Like that's how you get burnt out really fast. I feel like. I think so. Yeah. And it's definitely, it's definitely hindered my channel or stunted the growth or, yeah. or whatever, because I'll make, you know, and my channel and your channel, probably my channel more than yours has kind of evolved and taken on different interest you've always kind of been into a bunch of stuff yeah earlier on in my channel i was definitely more guns like that was what i was really into at the time yep. still into guns but like the Pe fun people think of, you're not anymore yeah you're like, oh you sell out a little uh, supporter yeah no <laughs> it's just the the fun factor of like modding new guns and making videos of that that gets old after a little while and yeah. while I still loved guns, I'm obviously a diehard Second Amendment supporter. I mean, I own and operate a holster company. It's just those videos weren't as fun for me to make every week. Yeah. You know? It, it, like, once you immerse yourself so deeply in something, I, like, you and I are the same in this a lot. Like, you, you sort of peak. Like, firearms specifically, like, I've done it for so long, and I'm still doing it. Some people think that I, like, abandoned the Second Amendment yeah. and I, like, don't do this shit anymore. Trust me, when I find something interesting and I want to make a video on it, it's going to happen. It's just not every single Sunday like it's been. That shit's expensive. But when you immerse yourself in something like that, you are presented with so many opportunities. And once I've gained connections with, like, really cool people in the industry, like, everything that I find interesting, I, I just kind of peaked. I'm like, okay, well, like, I, I have access to all of the firearms that I've ever wanted. I'm building these really cool rifles that I'm, like, interested in. And outside of that, I'm just like, okay, well, these are the things that I would use in a real-life scenario. I understand people want reviews of, like, the newest this and that, but there's a million other fucking people doing that. Yeah, there's a lot of good content out there. there and is. when I started, it was to make content that I didn't think was readily available out there because there, yeah. there wasn't as much of it. So I, I think my channel did start as kind of an educational channel and it still is. I really try to educate. Right. But now there's so, I mean, there's so many gun channels out there giving good quality education that yeah. I'm like, what is another Glock 19 review gonna do for the community? Right. Nothing, it'll do something for me. I'll yeah. gain more following and people will let, but it won't, it won't benefit. Yeah. A whole lot. So like, I, I think that would be like selling out, like catering to that shit because you know, it's going to grow your audience and this and that, like subscriber yeah. numbers are great when you're starting out. But after a while, it's just like, like, I don't care. Like if, if I could have a million subscribers right now, cool. That would be super dope. It would yeah. make me look more presentable to companies and stuff that I want to work with. But yeah, I, I feel like that is a worse version of selling out rather than I guess I don't even know what the opposite yeah, would be. I don't know. But I mean it is what it is. There's we we both have friends that are that are like pure gun channels that really don't like they don't enjoy it. It's work for them. Yeah. It's just for sure. It's has turned into a 9 to 5. They dread it, but they got to do it cuz it's how they make their living now. Mm -hmm. And you and I have kind of been able to adapt our channels to still be enjoyable. I really like making videos. I really like talking about the stuff I talk about. Mm -hmm. Um and I think what helps with that is having a variety of stuff that you're into. Um, the The tricky part is kind of trying to keep it all somewhat connected yeah. in, in a way, which can't always be done 
I I'm outside of that keeping it connected because one day like I just filmed a, a Vertex bag video which is on brand for me but then the mm-hmm. next day like I'll review this electric bike sitting over here and it's like all over the spectrum like a bag video anything like tactical related I know it's going to get way more views because that's just how like when my channel was growing really fast a lot of people were coming here for that but mm-hmm. that's not going to stop me from doing what I want so yeah yeah so you got to kind of find a balance I don't you know I'm kind of getting into a new place in just my personal life where I'm going to start building a house, right? And so I bought some property. I'm going to start building a homestead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm doing stuff that for me is is central to my channel, like preparedness, like I'm planting an orchard. Yeah. But am I going to make videos about orchard stuff? You might. probably not but like maybe it'll make it in there like it'll make it into some videos so i kind of talk to my audience on youtube and stuff and i say hey this is i try to like get them involved in a sense like this is why i'm doing this and sharing it ask them like let me know in the comments like do you want to see me build a house yeah and the thing that kind of sucks is the people that follow me for me and same with you like you have people that follow you for you and that, you have some people that follow you for knives. Yeah, that that's a thing. The people who follow us, like people who follow you for you is the best fucking audience ever. Yeah. And those yeah, people are constantly returning to the videos. I see them on knife videos and travel videos and bike videos. And they're like, dude, that was super cool. Thanks for sharing. And those yeah. are the best. And you have the, the, the interesting thing about it is when we're so diverse, you'll have someone, some van lifer that follows you. Yeah. And they're like, I had no idea about guns or knives or whatever. So you introduce this completely different audience to stuff that you're interested in. And we're actually kind of like spokespeople for the second amendment that are reaching people that, yeah. you know, I mean, I know you're friends with like Hickok 45 and all these guys We're reaching an audience that these people could never dream to reach. So it's like the gun community thinks we're selling out because we're not preaching to the choir, but we're preaching to a whole different choir. That is something that I've talked about a lot in the past. Maybe not like on video or never in this form, but there there's a lot of times where people are like, Oh, you're selling out. You're, you don't support the second amendment. You're not using your platform enough with all of these second amendment related issues going on. Mm -hmm. And then I take a deep breath. I take a step back in my head though. I'm like, listen, motherfucker, yeah. I've gotten so many new gun owners. I, I've gotten so many new people interested in firearms who had no interest in them before yeah. because of the style of content that I was making. Like when I first started Sunday Gun Day, the reason I did that is because I saw a gap in the firearm content space. This was what, four years ago now, where it's a lot of tabletop down reviews. Someone opens a gun out of a box. They might sh- throw shooting footage in here, or there, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or it was Hickok 45 videos. Great videos, super long. They just stand there and shoot. And I've watched a million of them. Um, I took my style of video, which is music and fast editing, fast cuts and stuff like that, condensed a 30 minute video down to 10 to 15 minutes. And that's why I think I saw growth because younger people want faster content to consume. And then that's why it grew. So people who say like, yeah, you you don't do anything for the second amendment. What? Because I didn't share a fucking petition link that you're not even going to fucking click on anyway. Like it's a, it's a struggle. It's a double-edged sword. Like we're, we, we've definitely done a lot. And I I always have to remind myself that like, I obviously huge second amendment supporter and I always will be, but yeah, let's talk about the house more since you brought that up. Oh, the house. 
Yeah. Building the house. He had some delays. Shit's coming together, uh, not yeah. coming together. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, for anyone that's kind of follows the space at all, or even just like lumber or metal prices, knows Dude. that 2021 <laughs> was like the craziest year ever. Nice. Um, and by craziest, I mean worst. So I've been shopping for land for a while. I live in Colorado, kind of in the in the mountain foothills of Colorado, and I've been living there for like five years. Been shopping for property for a long time. Found some great property, and I bought it. And I wanted to build a house, and I wanted to build it on a timeline. I was like, I want to get done so I can get in before winter, sell my house. Really hard to build here in the wintertime. Yeah, yeah, kind of hard. But anyway, so I landed on, and I'll get like a tiny little bit nerdy, but try not to get too deep, I guess. Go for it, dude. Whatever. We got all the time in the world. (laughs) But I basically have been thinking about a house and orientation to the sun and how it fits on the land. And, you know, like that is super important. And a lot of people don't understand that living in a place with a lot of snow, yeah. but sunlight too, you got to have a South facing driveway. Yeah. South facing. Close. Yeah. And windows facing to the South. So there's, there's a bunch of stuff. I nerded out on building science and passive house and all this stuff, but there's some, some concepts basically you want to build a house with a bunch of windows facing south in a cold climate the sun is lower goes through the windows helps passively heat the house it's nice it's bright it's whatever so anyways i've been shopping for property that kind of met these requirements and i found it and i was like all right now i'm going to start designing my house so i found a program online started designing it basically designed my house found a builder and i wanted to go with a modular builder which won't get too deep, but it's basically bringing in sections of the house and then fabricating them together. Yeah. So you build kind of some of it on site, they build some of it kind of in a climate controlled factory. And so while you're doing the on site stuff, they're building the stuff in the factory, they come and they drop the house and basically connect it. Gotcha. And it's fast and it's a really well built house. Mm -hmm. So I researched a lot of it and I was like, that's what I'm going to do. So I gave my plan to this builder and they said, okay, well, these are kind of the restraints of modular that we have to work around. And I was like, okay. So I kind of reworked my design to fit that and submitted it, dropped money on them that I will never get back now. And they were like, okay, this is like kind of the expected date. And I was like, okay, sounds good. And I just kind of trusted them. You know, like I'm a pretty trusting guy, I guess. For the, I'm like, you know what you're doing? And that would have been like fall time timeline. So yeah. Like after like this summer September, passes. September, October was supposed yeah. to be done. Anyway, they, they hit me with a bunch of delays, delayed it till like next April or May or something. I was just like, that's a pretty major delay. So I was like, all right, I'm going to. I'm not going to do that because the whole reason I wanted to build modular primarily was so it's fast. So it's fast yeah. and it's not fast. So I was like, I'm just going to build it. I have a little bit of construction background. I have a general contractor friend. So I was like, I'm just going to build this house, you know, with your, you with know, your gonna, hands, yeah, with by my yourself. Hands, yeah, <laughs> hammer, you know, lots of I'm YouTube videos. Yeah. Cause I could build, I've built houses. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to build it. I'm going to hire some subcontractors to do stuff. And right, like, right. I'm not going to build the whole thing myself. That's a lot of work. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to build it myself. So I, I hit up this builder and was like, okay, so where are we at on permits and stuff? Because I want to hit the ground running now because I'm going to build it all. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we haven't submitted anything. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Make a long story short, I got royally screwed over and basically I'm starting from scratch six months later and like $20,000 poor. Yeah, dude, that, that fucking sucks. Like, I... <sighs> I mean, there's nothing you can do, though. With the way prices are, it's not like you could have picked another builder. I mean, you can't get that time back anyway. So I could have, like, yeah. The main thing is time. I mean, yeah, losing money obviously definitely sucks, but the, yeah, the time, time is... So then I just kind of 
took a step back and a deep breath and was like, I'm obviously not going to hit my timeline. So, so I kind of restructured the house a bit, designed it a little more like exactly how I wanted it. So now Um, you're getting something maybe better. You had to wait longer and it sucks the situation, but it's like the silver lining, I guess. In the end, I'll get a house that I like more because originally I was designing within some of the confines of modular, which is sizing and window sizes and ceiling. Like, so now I'm building exactly the house I want. I mean, if I, won the lottery i would build a different house but i'm building you know realistically exactly the house that i want so overall overall it'll be better yeah that's good i mean as long as you're going to be happy with it regardless because that land alone is fucking awesome yeah i'm super stoked about it it's just i'm gonna move into it probably next summer instead of this fall that's kind of a bummer but you got stuff to keep you busy in the meantime yeah, <laughs> with yeah. YouTube and travel and everything else you got going on. Yeah. Now building a house. So there's, there's, it's not all bad. Yeah. Um, so ha- this, during this whole conversation, I was like, Hmm, should I mention this? I don't know if I should mention this, but let's just, th- we're going to share, uh, I'm going to share some s- behind the scenes stuff breaking for news, breaking news for anyone who listens on the podcast. Mike's building a house. I'm also building a house and it's, I don't know if I'm going to show it on the channel. Like Mike and I were talking about this, Mike, I've shown him everything and we're homies obviously, but I want to sort of retain my privacy with everything, but, um, going to be living in a house, not selling the van. Cause I know that's the first question. Everyone's going to be like, Oh, sell out. Sell out. (laughs) What are you going to turn into a ranch channel now? Like, no. Um, but I am, extremely extremely excited about this because as you guys know i've been mobile pretty much since i graduated college i was traveling around doing it work and then i bought the van instead of buying a house so now i've saved up money through traveling i'm now building a house and you guys will maybe see some of it on the channel i don't know i don't know how much i want to share yet yeah a little bit i mean it's exciting it's a big part of your life I'm excited about the garage. Yeah. Just having a garage. That that's another thing too. Like I, I would love to share it with people, but because my audience is so all over the place, I know and, and I shouldn't care what people think and I really don't, but there's gonna be some people who are like, Oh my god, building a house, like YouTube money must be really good. It's not. It fucking sucks. Like you guys know my main channel just got fucked a bunch of times. But um, at the same time, like some people would really love to see that because I'm in my 20s, late 20s, going through something that a lot of people go through, whether they're building or buying a house. And it's fucking exciting. Like I'm so yeah. stoked on this. Um, yeah. So. And timing wise, you got in a little before it went crazy. So you kind of locked in a price Dude. before it went crazy, luckily. Same thing with the van. Like yeah. I, I got the van a year before COVID happened. COVID, everyone's at home traveling price of my van went up like shit oh, 50 60,000 yeah. and i i got in a little bit late on the house but not too late like yeah. I, I i'm so happy i got in at the time that i did because if not money doesn't go very far in the housing market right now so mm-hmm. i'd be living in a fucking cracker box yeah but yeah it's gonna be a super cool house i might share photos and stuff with you guys yeah, uh, you should share some i think i was saying like there's some people that are going to hate on you and whatever, but it, people that follow us know that like, we don't have daddy's money and we yeah. didn't like win the lottery and we didn't, you know, like 
we just worked, worked hard <laughs> over time and accumulated some money and and now we can buy yeah. a house you i mean you and i you and i are super similar in a million different ways but you were working in it doing web development stuff yep. and then you would go home say say you worked nine nine to five i worked nine to five most of the time i would drive back to my apartment wherever i was living at the time and i would turn on my camera and record a 20 minute video edit it post it midnight go to sleep wake up do it again yeah and i did that for two and a half three years until i started getting to a point where i wasn't making quite as much money by myself but it was at a point where i was like i'll take a pay cut of losing my it job Mm -hmm. taking less money overall but being way fucking happier because i can do whatever i want yeah you have freedom and and do a lot of interesting stuff yeah Yeah, and that's what people I, i get that question a lot as well like I don't think it's mean, like, how do you afford all this stuff? I think people are curious. That's I'm true. like, I mean, I've, I worked a decade in the, the tech industry as a, as a backend programmer, web developer. Mm-hmm. And during that time, full-time employment, I also started a YouTube channel. Uh, the YouTube channel, as most YouTube channels do, eventually starts making money. Mm-hmm. So I had a full-time job, had the YouTube channel that made money, and then I had a holster company that I also started. So I was effectively working three jobs. Yeah. And so when you're working three jobs, hopefully you're making money. Yeah. And, uh, and it's got to be something that you want to do. Like a lot of people, like we share our stories all the time, and they're like, oh, all I got to do is start a YouTube channel and I can make more income. And like, that's not why I started a YouTube channel. I know that's not why you yeah. started it. A lot of people do, they get their hopes up thinking that it's like their way out to have more freedom in life. And it's fucking not like, it's a lot of work. I started doing it because I've always carried a camera around and like film doing dumb stuff with my friends. And then it just turned into more than that. So a lot of people sort of like shoot themselves in the foot thinking that it's like an easy way out. Cause it's not easy, dude. It's a lot of work. I think it's tough to start a YouTube channel with the intention of that being your like full-time employment. Yeah. Like you're saying some people do it, but we both started just very casually on the side, like for fun. I think that's how most people see success, like just organically. You, yeah. It's something that you want to do because it, if, if it's something that you're forcing yourself to do, like a lot of times gun videos for me were being like that, like doing a video every single week, like it's so time consuming and it's a lot of work. So I'm just like, that's why I've, cut back on not doing one every week because i'm just Mm. like dude it's a lot of work and i'm not i know i'm not stoked on it so i'm not going to be stoked on video which means they're going to see that and people aren't going to like it so yeah life is all about balance yeah you and i both could crank out more videos and do more stuff and work harder and grow our subscribership and grow our income but at the cost of happiness i guess probably yeah, like when when I left on my recent trip, I went from Colorado down through Utah, down to Vegas, Arizona, and back up. For the first week of that trip, I was like, everyone seems to want more content and stuff like that. I totally get it. I'll put out as much as I can realistically without like hating myself. And I did weekly videos from, it, it was just one week. And then at the end of that week, I was like, man, these videos are just like, a lot of people are skipping them because there's so many videos to watch. Like I just posted seven in a row and people mm-hmm. have lives, so they're not going to watch every single 15, 20 minute video every day. Yeah. So daily is not the thing for me. Have you ever done daily videos? No. Dude, it's like, it's fun when you're traveling, 
but it's also a ton of work because I'm driving, I'm hiking, I'm going on adventures, yeah, finding a camp spot for the night, and then it's fucking eight nine o'clock at night, and then I got to sit down and edit and try to find a way to post the video by the next morning. Like it's it's a lot of fucking it's tough, work, man. Yeah, I've always had a full time job, still do, you know, in addition to to YouTube and everything. So that's, I haven't that's true. Yeah. Really had the time for it, but even if I didn't, uh, it would it would be really hard for me to make a video every day. Yeah, it's it's not fun. I think the longest I've gone was like a month. Yeah. It was like the vlog every day till Christmas thing that a lot of people do through the month of December. And it was just like, I'm never running out of ideas. Like I always have video yeah. ideas in my mind, but to execute on them, like you gotta be in the right state of mind. You gotta have your shit in order to make it actually happen. Yeah, and that's how I am sometimes. It sounds weird, but like, I'll be like, ah, I should really make a video, but I'm just not in the mindset. I'm yeah. just like, I don't really feel like it'll be very visible on camera that I just want to take a nap it, instead. It's or good. Whatever. I think it's really good that we recognize that because there are people who pride themselves on daily videos. Yeah. And I've watched a few people where you can see that, like they didn't yeah. really want to make this video, whether it was good or maybe a little bit lacking. If it was lacking, that's probably why. Yeah. So... Yeah, and there's different approaches, I guess. Some people that are super diligent and just like, oh, I'm going to make it every day. And that's a little, I'm more of an enjoy my life yeah. kind of guy. Um, so this is completely change of subject, but the next thing I had on my notes, I don't even remember what we were actually talking about, but we're talking about overlanding. And I think we were talking about Black Bear Pass, which is, is that out by, uh, is that down in Durango or? It's like Telluride, your Telluride area. Yeah. And it's super dangerous, right? It's, I or mean. there's sections that are. Yeah. It, it, I, I've done it. It's. In your Tacoma? Yeah, in the Tacoma. Yeah. It's not, it's not a crazy technical trail, but there are high consequences for messing up. You die. That, that's what I had written down. I said trails yeah. that you could die on. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think you were talking about the, the one section. I remember seeing it on video actually. It was like super off camber rock crawl. I think to your right was just like a fucking waterfall and like cliff. Yeah. A lot of it is just shelf roads. These are old mining roads okay. that they just kind of carve into the mountains. And they were for whatever buggies back in the day, you know, like small like donkeys and yeah, pack yeah. And walking like and yeah. But anyway, so these roads are very narrow and they're right on the side of the mountain and they have really sharp switchback turns. So it's like a, a five point turn mm -hmm. to turn and get, you know, going the other way and you just kind of carve down the mountain. So the trip and there's boulders and there's rocks and there's loose rock and, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that could kill you, but yeah. it's not like, it's not like people are dying on it every day or anything. Like plenty of people do it and, and don't die, but yeah, it's, it's risky for sure. What's, what is like the, the, one of the scariest moments you've had with overlanding or a trail, whether it's like an obstacle I remember an obstacle in one of your videos, the intro of the video, you were, I think you were coming down something and your truck looked like it was about to flip over and then you uh, cut it to black really quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember what that was? <laughs> yeah. And that was like a relatively tame trail. Honestly, I try not to give too many trail names out because, uh, then they just get crowded. Yeah. Good. Idea. Yeah, you don't need to give out a trail name, but, but yeah, I've had times I, I haven't had anything too crazy happen to me. I'm, I'm, I try not to push it 
beyond the limits of myself or my vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I have a pretty good grasp of those limits. So that keeps me from not getting in trouble too much. But yeah, there's sometimes you misjudge a drop off and your car gets off camber and goes on two wheels yeah. or you're just like didn't realize how close you are to the edge of, that, that's of a cliff. What would scare me the most. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of Telluride and Ure, which are just legendarily absolutely beautiful trail like the one of the prettiest spots in the country really. Uh, and I like I go out there I try to go out there once or twice a year. Yeah. I don't love those trails though. Because a lot of them are just on the edge of the cliff. A little scary out and there. And it's like, you know, you you know that well, if I don't screw up, I won't die. Nothing will happen. But you got to be But then focused. you just think about stuff like, oh, what if my brakes go out <laughs> or like something jack gets jacked up with my steering or, you know, something happens to me and I just Throttle slip. Throttle sticks and you go shooting off a cliff. <laughs> and I like, it's like just around, like when I was younger, I had much more adrenaline fueled hobbies and desire. I wanted to go fast, you yeah. know, motorcycle, one sit, whatever. And the older I get, I'm kind of like, I like to be a little safer now. So now some of these trails are more like they're right on the edge of what I enjoy. And what I enjoy is the views and the scenery and the camping and the camaraderie ship or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing the older I get, the less I actually enjoy that butt pucker adrenaline stuff. So I still do them, but I don't like them as much as I used to. I'm still on the fence about that. I I did a... um a like article write up thing with uh UTV magazine. We can talk about the Polaris's and oh, stuff yeah. later too. Um and one of one of the questions was like it was when I was reviewing the Trail S for Polaris and he was like what like what motivates you to get out there and I was the only one who didn't say like the views and whatever because mm-hmm. I I get views all the time like with the places that I'm going but I said Maybe not like the butt puckering adrenaline rush adventure stuff, but I like the actual travel to the places more, whether it's on a mountain bike, whether it's skiing, whether it's on a side by side or even just in the van. Like I like the act of, I like driving things. I like riding things and I like getting to those points to see the views, but I enjoy like when we, when we go mountain biking, like we'll fucking ride all the way to the top. Like we did the other weekend. And it's like, damn, these views are nice, but we're not there to look at the fucking mountains. We're there to rip down and like have fun, which can be dangerous, but I'd say we play, we play it safer in our aging. I don't want to say old age, but as we're getting older, we're playing (laughs) it a little safer. Mountain biking is probably like the mountain biking. The stuff I do is probably the highest actual chance of a serious injury. Yeah. Honestly, like if anything I do, it's probably mountain biking that uh, I'll probably get hurt on. But yeah, I mean, I enjoy driving as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of the difference between going out to Moab. There's not a whole lot of trails in Moab. There's some not, but not as many trails in Moab that if you screw up, you die. Yeah. It's like you, you flop your vehicle, you have a bad day, it sucks, but you may be well, you know, some glass will cut you. Yeah. But out like tell you out of your way, it's like you're dead. You're, dead, you're literally dead. dead. Like you screw up, you're dead. Could so con- converging the two subjects, you think we could take the side by sides out there? Oh yes. And be probably feel a little more comfortable. I mean, my the Turbo S that I have now is as wide as a truck. It's wide as a vehicle. Yeah. You're you have the general four seater. Yeah. And that's a little, what is it? 56 or 64? 64. 64. Okay. Yeah. 
So side by sides are super popular out there. Okay. And they would be there. The smaller your vehicle, the more room you have, obviously on yeah. the trails, it's not quite as tight and there's good visibility out the sides and everything. They're pretty popular out there. I've never taken side by sides out there. So it's something we should probably do. Yeah. And well, don't get me wrong. Like I've never been out and tell you, I'd be like, I'm about to die. I'm so scared. Like it's right. been fine. It's just like the riskiest. I place. know that if I did screw up something bad could happen. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, we, I mean, our, our lives are so crazy between like everything that we're both doing, but we always talk about like, we, we've been talking about doing a Moab trip for the longest time, whether it was in the vans, you got the, oh, we didn't even talk about your van. You had a van. Mike's got a van. Must I, be nice. Yeah. 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 It must be nice. But doing a van trip to Moab, go mountain biking, um, the side-by-sides, we have to do that at some point, like hopefully this summer before it starts snowing in Colorado again. Yeah. Um, we have time now, though, is the thing, because Moab is really probably better in the fall. Moab. It's so hot right now. Yeah. Like September, if we're mountain biking, I would say like mid-September would be the sweet spot. We yeah. can, I, I really want to ride the whole enchilada again. Um, but yeah, anytime in fall. And then Colorado, I guess we'd have to get it in before September. Colorado, well, to do if you want to go to Telluride, we got to get it in, yeah, before probably September. Yes, and I mean it's going to be snowing know. out there, so yeah, because it's it's high elevation ski town, really. So yeah, those all those passes close down once they get too much snow. And w- once my house is done being built, then I'll have way more time. Like w- once I'm actually settled in, then I'm not. I'm still going to be traveling. Don't worry, people who like travel videos. I'm going to be doing that, keeping the van, going to be using that a bunch too. But You just have a home base now. Yeah, and I've, dude, that's the thing. I, I haven't felt like I've had a home base since, like, high school. After high school, went to college for a few years, and I was moving apartments and stuff like that. I would always come back to visit family. And then right from college, I moved to Virginia, moved all over the country. Mm-hmm. So, and that was shit not not quite 10 years ago but man feeling old now yeah i'm older though so you you brought up motorcycles um you think about getting another motorcycle i don't know i've kind of i go through motorcycle phases mostly was crotch rockets like college and stuff yeah and then i built dangerous a couple cafe racers after college and I don't know, every once in a while I get the urge to get another one, yeah. but it's not too strong right now. I, but it was like six months ago. Yeah. I really want, I wanted to get a, for a while I wanted to get an old Buell and turn it into like a fighter. Okay. Yeah. You know, the fighter style. Yep. Um, like the, well, Buell broke off from Harley and he made the EBR, the uh, Eric Buell racing. Have you seen those? Uh-uh buddy of mine has one so they're like street fighter mm-hmm. buells so it sounds like a buell i think th- i think it's like an 1100 yeah um you made a couple sweet. 900s and 1100s that were pretty sweet that people do some really cool stuff and kind of turn into like you've seen that magpul bike the uh the one with the like the funky front crazy. end crazy yeah that yeah. might that might have been based on a buell but anyway that, they like similar it, it was they, it, it was a custom shop and i think in southern california because i was looking into these before and um they only made like 70 of them or something mm-hmm. so they took those bikes made them into this like new bike but it's based off of the buell yeah i, I forget what the fuck that's called i just kind of want one it's kind of I almost want one just to look at and just like ride 
very occasionally, but like just, just want to you know, just functional art. Yeah, dude. Basically, that that's a lot of my thing too. Like with firearms and like bikes and stuff in general. Like I appreciate the engineering. The reason I even got into firearms was because it's fun, it's recreational, and everything. And then you have the self-defense aspect, which came after my love for just like the engineering behind it. Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Like, and every everything is different. Every motorcycle is different. Every bike is different. Um, but yeah, dude, functional art. <laughs> this yeah. thing. That's like I have my my ZX10. It's a 2020 tuned up, like 190 horsepower to the the rear wheel. It's in Pennsylvania. That's crazy, man it's stupid like i I, it it was a dream bike of mine for a while and i i got it this is like what two years ago now Mm -hmm. and i just it's like too fast like i i can't enjoy it and feel safe at the same time yeah i mean 190 horse that's insane it's like insane dude it's and, and i used to be into that stuff like you said like as a kid i mean i was riding i think i had my motorcycle license maybe even before I started driving before I like had a car in high mm. school and yeah, it's just, I, I was riding sport bikes for my whole life. So that, that's one of the things that I wanted. Um, they're fun. I mean, yeah, they're fun, but I, I've almost died many times on a motorcycle and probably 80% of the time it wasn't my fault at all. Just yeah. getting cut off or, or whatever. And then the other 20% was just me being stupid. I like motorcycles for just like the commute too, which depending on where you live, like if you're living around Denver, it would be uh, drivers are kind of iffy around here. Um, yeah. A lot of traffic, but yeah, traffic sucks. I, I put a down payment on a Honda Grom, which I had in the past, yeah. did build videos on in the past. It, I should be taking delivery of it this month. Like maybe by the time this comes out, I'll have it. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, those look fun. They're, relatively inexpensive in the grand scheme of motorcycles it'll do like 55 i had my old one up to like 70 going down a hill really and they're just fun little bikes so i think i'll end up commuting on that from yeah they're fun yeah then they're just kind of convenient it is convenient weather's nice like 100 100 miles per gallon yeah good good mpgs yeah but yeah we, we were looking um through text anyway on some of those electric bikes that are coming out that are pretty cool like electric motorcycles oh do you like the suron yeah i want one so yeah, bad yeah the suron's cool they have one that's for street what was it was it a zero or well zero is one of the biggest electric motorcycle manufacturers they haven't been adopted super well though what was that wow, there's a new one coming out. i don't think it's out yet but you and oh me and uh, maybe cafe Dan- racer like big circle headlight in the front yeah, but not like a Super 73, like an actual... No, yeah, motorcycle. Yeah, and it yeah. has like a really sleek frame. It's yeah. like all like unibody. Yeah, kinda. almost kind of Tron-y or something, but it, oh, yeah. whatever it was, was so sick. And I like very, was very close to putting in a pre-order on it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're actually being produced yet. Like, I are those renders or are those actual pictures? I think there was like a prototype. Okay. But yeah, I, I mean, sweet. I like motorcycles. I don't know... If I, I got a lot going on, so it's kind of one of those things where maybe once my life settles down a little bit. Yeah. I made a mistake one time when I s- first started dating Ashley. She was like looking. I don't know. I don't know how it we're came both about. Both dating Ashleys. Ashleys. We talk. We talk about that all the time. Like whenever we're making plans, I'm like, "Well, is your Ashley gonna be there?" He's like, yeah. oh, "Is yours gonna be there?" <laughs> but um, I forget how it came up. Maybe she saw a picture of me on a motorcycle or whatever. And she's like, "Why don't you have a motorcycle?" And I was like, ah, 
I don't know. It's one of those things where, and this was really dumb for me to say, like I completely regret saying it. Oh yeah, I remember this. <laughs> but, but it was like, I was like, ah, it's like one of those things where if I was just like single, I'd probably have one because you know, I don't really care. Less just, to live for. Yeah, less to live for, <laughs> just die. And that has like stuck in her mind so strong that anytime I bring up getting a motorcycle, she's like, oh, what you feeling like you don't have anything to live for or something? <laughs> I mean, she's got, she's let me do it. Oh, I want, just but. chop liver, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, oh, I shouldn't probably shouldn't have said that. Luckily, my Ashley loves riding on the back of my Ninja. Yeah, which like, and we've only ever ridden around like rural Pennsylvania, so we're not riding in cities or anything. But um, she's a good passenger, which some people like. When I was younger, I would take friends for rides and stuff like that, and you can be a bad passenger oh, yeah, on a motorcycle wrong and stuff it really throws you off yeah and i i mean i i'm still holding on to my ninja like i'm not thinking about selling it just because it's one of those bikes that i've always wanted i have it set up exactly how i want it i really wish i would have done build videos with it because people i'm sure would like to see that mm-hmm. i'm going to be doing grom build videos so you guys will see that stuff on the channel but uh yeah it's one of those things it was like people are into watches and they go out and they'll buy a really expensive watch after they got a promotion or a new job or they reached some milestone in life. And I bought that Ninja because, like, I, I forget what the actual occasion was, but I'm like, this is something that I've always wanted. I'm not one to spend money all ridiculously. I was like, this is something I really want, so I'm going to get it. And I was just like, I'm fucking happy with it now. But even yeah. though I don't ride it much, like, I'm going to – I'll I'll be riding it actually this weekend when i (laughs) go pick it up but yeah yeah Yeah, that's cool that's the other thing like i feel like whenever you and i talk we're super as weird as it sounds and it probably sounds like we're lying but we're both not materialistic really like i would be dude you look around my office right now yeah you'd be like yeah right (laughs) yeah right look at all this stuff you have (laughs) but i'm super happy with not much and i've just kind of fallen into a thing through youtube where i not don't get me wrong i enjoy cars and i enjoy all this stuff but like i'm very content with not much so it's kind of we're both in this weird position where we're like kind of minimalists at heart yeah but like when i look around the office right now there are very few things that i have bought personally for me Mm. i I bought your old mountain bike thanks for selling me that yeah man (laughs) got hit by a car you guys heard that story literally the first day (laughs) did you tell it yeah i I told it on a podcast i think like two weeks ago or something Uh, it's all fixed up now i'm excited to ride it so like that's something i bought myself my other my other mountain bike i did buy that too after riding yours Mm -hmm. dude you you rubbed off on me with the mountain bike thing that's fun man so fun but everything else was I either bought specifically for videos because it's something that people wanted to see or um, it was sent to me by the company that I was sort of interested in, like this other electric bike here. Yeah. Um, I, I did videos for them in the past because the bike is cool. They let me test one out and they just sent me one as like a thank you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, it looks like I'm materialistic as fuck, but I, I don't truly care about all the stuff. Yeah. I mean, traveling in the van for the past like year now, pretty obvious that i don't have much with me Mm -hmm. and i dude like everything that i own could pretty much burn to the ground other than like guns and like actual valuable stuff and i would be fine yeah yeah i'm the same way like i'm not that i'm not really that attached to stuff it's nice don't get me wrong yeah I, I think that that's another thing too like you just get oversaturated like i remember the first time a company reached out to me and they were like hey 
we, we found your YouTube channel and we'd love for you to review our GoPro case. We'll send it to you for free. And I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. Like, this is so cool. Yeah, and I, right when you start YouTube, I put man. so much effort into this fucking video of a go, like a waterproof GoPro case. I forget what the fuck it even was. Yeah. And that started it. Because then other companies see you're reviewing products like that. More of them reach out to you. And I don't want to sound ungrateful, but we're at the point now where, like, the emails get overwhelming. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, like, a dozen a day or whatever. Yeah. Co- companies really have to have, like, the right grasp on how to approach people like ourselves, I think, because most of the time, like, if it's a copy-paste email, I can see it immediately in the first line, and I don't read the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Half the emails are like, dear YouTuber, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like... Or it'll be like, it'll be a, an email in my inbox. Hello, Mike, last line of defense. Review our solar charger. I'm like, you just, you literally sent this to a friend of mine, and now I'm getting it in my inbox, and you didn't even change the fucking name. Like, yeah. come on, dude. Yeah, it's funny. But... Interesting, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could talk about, like, the whole YouTube marketing stuff. I, I don't know what people want to hear us talk about, honestly, but... You guys should let us know in the comments down below because um, Mike was able to come down to my office and do a podcast today, but this is mobile. I want to do one in Moab. Yeah. Or like on our next camping trip. We should. We could have done one up on your property, actually. But We always have some downtime when we're out camping. Yeah. Camp, I mean, this would be perfect for camping because this is what we're doing anyway. Yeah. I'd love to hear what people actually want because we, t- like, basically we go camping and we just sit in one of the vans now right and yeah we'll one of the vans one of the and vans. just like talk for six hours just about everything and it's fun talking is fun but i don't know what everyone's interested in so yeah leave a comment down below and let us know like oh i'd love to hear more about the ins and outs of youtube or building houses building houses yeah or vans living in a van i don't live in a van but i know some van stuff yeah it could, could literally be anything the yeah. thing is like this is this is just a normal conversation that we always have yeah like maybe more like prying with questions and stuff like that because of all the questions that I've written down. But like, Mm -hmm. this is what Mike and I do when we camp for fucking six hours a night, wake up in the morning, do it again, and then head out. But yeah, some of that would be interesting. Just hang out in the van and turn on some mics and, and talk. But yeah, probably the conversation is a little more natural when we don't have mics and camera on, <laughs> but yeah, we always we'll talk say about some cool stuff. stuff. We're like, we, we don't have much filters, but you, you got to have a certain filter when yeah. you're putting stuff on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So like there, I, I, I lose that filter when I meet people in person. Um, not, not in a bad way, but like, uh, there there's new things coming up like building a house Mm -hmm. i this this is the first time that you've ever heard me say or talk about it on the internet but people that i've met over the past like i don't know a few months now like since the house started being built if the person is cool and like we're i can tell that they're like an actual human who watches my videos and they're not just like a gun nut or whatever. And if yeah. we're, we're having a real conversation, I'll bring shit up like that all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, and this and that, or like, I'll show them the, like the new products that I'm releasing. Like this, uh, this was the prototype. Trayvax. Yeah. The new Trayvax talent. So, uh, this actually is not the prototype. That's like the finished one. Nice. I, I've been carrying the prototype though for over six months, I think. And, um, it, it would, I would like show people on the road. They're like, yo, what about that keychain tool that you're making with Trayvax? I'm like, well, there it is. 
speaking of that, it's live right now. So if we haven't sold out already, um, I mean, right now for us, it's July 1st. This isn't coming out until like two Mondays from now. But these are available right now, two different styles, whatever. You guys, you guys already saw the video on that. Sweet. Um, yeah, I like it. What, what else do we want to talk about? I don't know. Do you have any other notes? Uh, I had a note on something about being verified. I think oh, yeah. social media status, like being verified on Instagram would help us out so much Yeah. for a lot of different reasons. It's at the end of the day, it's just a blue fucking check mark. And yeah. to most people it is, but like I've had people do like fake giveaway accounts with my profile picture and they're like, sign up at the link in my bio. Yeah. And then they'll go through and follow all of the people who follow me. Yeah. It's weird. It's definitely weird. Yeah. Verification. It's one of those things where if you were like on the radio or on TV or in a movie or on Spotify, then they just verify you. Yeah. If you're a writer for like some bullshit but news it's thing. Weird like that there's no carryover. And again, like it sounds like neither of us actually care that much. Yeah, about being we're, we're not we're not complaining about this. I think it's just an <laughs> interesting it, topic. It does seem that like if you have a presence on the internet, mm -hmm. YouTube, you should have a process to get verification. Dude, if like YouTube, you do. Well, I, I think they've kind of changed it now. But it used to be like you get you hit 100k on YouTube and you're verified. Yeah, and or we're, we're verified. For verification. But so I think if we're verified on YouTube, we should be. Yeah, apparently they, the social media platforms aren't friendly with each other. Yeah, I guess YouTube would not be, but but Instagram, yeah. Facebook, and Twitter. I don't even really use Twitter that much. I have it and I post on it occasionally, but but it's also uh, one of these things where we were. I think we were talking about it in in reference to like working with brands, and it's like I I pretty much have the relationship. I have a relationship with great big awesome brands with, with mo most brands that you want to have a connection with yeah but it would be easier to reach out to a brand say yeah. i mean like literally have no desire to work with coca-cola but like reach out to coca-cola and be like and they would be like oh this guy's verified maybe i'll actually pay attention yeah to him that, or that, something that is what that's why i wrote that in my notes because we were talking about the connections that we do have super thankful for, like I, I love all of the companies that I work with or I wouldn't work with them. Yeah. Like everything is super genuine. People think we're shills because we say that we like something, but like, trust mo me, most like, companies don't pay me. So like we're at the point now and this is going to sound pompous or whatever, but I, I can use whatever knife I want. Mm -hmm. Like I can use whatever flashlight I want. I can wear whatever pants I want. There is zero shill going on. I just use what I actually like. You, you couldn't, That's why I get so sick when people are like, you shill? I'm just like, The thing is, you, could, you no. couldn't pay me to use something that I'm not stoked on. Like, uh, say uh, there's a big box of knives sitting behind me. Say Spyderco came to me, and they're like, we'll give you, I don't know what the number would be. We'll give you X amount of money to only use our knives for an entire year or whatever it may be, retainer for a year. Like, you're... Yeah sponsored by spider co that would be hard for me to do i love a lot of their knives but there's stuff that i like more and i'm also about reviewing and trying new things so like that it just wouldn't work yeah if a gun company like i think fn was doing it for a while they were like picking up like social media people to be like an fn shooter or whatever mm, yeah it's like only carry an fn 509 tactical for a year and then we'll renew the contract or whatever 
like, dude, I'm sorry, but I can't do that. Like yeah. I, I got too much, like I, I'm, I'm not interested in that unless you're paying me an amount of money that makes me go, wait, what? Yeah. How much? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, granted there's some companies that you just align with really well and naturally and, use a bunch of their products. Yeah. Like Trayvax for me, like I, I've been using their shit for a long time. They yeah. never paid me anything and I've made a bunch of videos for them. And then I reached out, I'm like, Hey, like, you guys can keep sending me stuff, but I'd like to like help you start an affiliate program. Yeah. And then that's, yeah, and that's why that affiliate started. programs are great. Yeah. Um, cause I'll work with companies, you know, I work with whatever vertex or cool or beyond or whatever. And I'm not, I'm not like at any given day, I'm wearing like four different brands of clothing. So right. it's like very, it should be very clear that I'm not a shill because right. I literally don't wear just like one thing, but I still, but shill. Yeah. I'm just like, you'll, you'll get it regardless. Yeah. I wish more companies understood how the affiliate system seems to us um, from a creator's perspective, because a lot of companies reach out and they're like, oh, hey, we'd love to partner up with you. Um, sign up for our affiliate link and we'll give you 5% of all the sales that you make. I'm like, okay, like I'll sign up for that, but that is not an affiliate that's not a good incentive for me to fucking post anything about like that. That's not good marketing. Yeah. It's not, that's not incentive enough. I don't like, I'm pretty pro affiliate because it's so like pretty much every company has an affiliate program now. The, like every company has an affiliate program. Yeah. So if you find something you like, like I'll push products and get affiliate commission from companies that I have no relationship with. Yeah. I just, I really like this product cool. There's an affiliate program I can apply for. I get it. No relationship, but I'm still making money off selling their product. Yeah. They should reach out to me. Those are the best ones. But yeah. Because it's something that you truly stand behind. But companies like cold emailing you and just being like, oh, we have an affiliate program. I'm like, okay, but like, I I just don't fucking care. Like, and I'm not, I'm, I nine times out of 10 or 99 times out of a hundred, I'm not signing up for that. It's just, yeah, it's tough. You know, they're just, they're, they're mass emailing. They got an email list from, you know, Shot Show or something. Yeah. And they just emailed oh, everyone dude, on the list the or whatever. Are you going to NRA shows here? I think it's in Houston. When is it? I think it's in, God, is it in fall? Well, we last one that we went to was in Dallas, I think. Or Indy. Indy. Indy, and we went to Dallas before that. But, yeah, I plan on going to that some point this year i might i like the nra show it's fun I, yeah i do too it's more personal than shot show because you can meet people who watch your videos and yeah. stuff like that and i like shot show still because i don't get into any drama it's just i have some industry friends that are rad and that's pretty much the only time i see them you think there's a lot of drama at shot show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is there obviously there's a lot of drama at shot show i remember the last shot show drama that was that was good everyone was talking about um speaking of expos and stuff are you going to overland expo i'll be going to overland expo west and mountain west so arizona and colorado okay actually i was just talking to backwoods um, yeah about having my van in their booth you have backwoods stuff Mm, i don't i don't know if i can talk i can talk about it they're developing some stuff for the pro master and Um, my van's going to be maybe the first that it's on but they want to kind of show it on the pro master. dude i'm gonna be in their booth yeah they told they, you right yeah, told okay me. yeah yeah let's do that that's is that mountain west or west you're gonna be that's they m- said mountain west anyway the colorado one yeah okay i i didn't know the name differentiation i'll probably be at both i'll probably have the van 
probably will be at Backwoods at Mountain West, the Colorado one. I'll be there. And then I'll probably have the F-250 somewhere and maybe the Tacoma somewhere. Um, So that week, like mid to end of August, I'm going to Revel Rally. So anyone out there, if you're in Colorado, I think it's in Durango, I believe. The Overland Expo is in Loveland. Mm -hmm. Um, My van will be at the Backwoods Adventure Mod booth at, uh, yeah, Revel Rally. If you guys own a Revel, like chances are no one listening to this <laughs> owns a Winnebago Revel, but um, I think it's open to all vans and my van will be there. I'll be there all weekend filming and stuff That's like crazy. that. There's another like adventure van expo or something the lot. week before Overland Expo in Colorado. That that might be part of the one that I'm thinking of. Is that uh, Durango? Maybe. I don't know. Somewhere in Colorado. I don't know. But I don't think that one is Revel specific though. Okay. Um, but after, after that, I'm going to Moab. So you should. In August? Yeah. Between Revel Rally, the week before Overland Expo. So you should get your Ashley and come to Moab. Yeah. We're going to go ride mountain bikes. I'm probably going to buy Ashley a mountain bike for her birthday. Does she ride bikes? She can ride a bicycle. (laughs) She has not mountain biked like proper, proper mountain bike. Yeah. Um, Ashley uh, has expressed a tiny bit of interest in getting a mountain bike then maybe maybe you should do that then maybe so i'm gonna i'm gonna take the stump jumper out with me i think and then i'm gonna rent her just a regular pedal bike Mm -hmm. at one of the shops in moab and we'll probably ride slick rock trail because it's it can be kind of scary i guess if you aren't comfortable with steep stuff but it's not a lot of like no technical rock gardens or Mm -hmm. big drops or anything just a lot of kind of finding your path and picking a line i'll be going to mo i might go to i'm going out to utah early july sometime to get a bike oh yeah shit i was i was talking about coming out there with yeah. you i think when you we'll talk about this offline yeah. dates and stuff to yeah, figure yeah, out yeah. but yeah we'll do a moab trip film some stuff i still want to do a moab trip take the side-by-sides out I at know. some point we should do that. I got to get the setup for mine. I need turns and a horn and then... Yeah, I got to do that too. Registration. Yeah. I mean, we could take them out without that stuff, you but just can't, you, you can't only ride need on the that, road. Yeah, you only need that to ride on the road. But I want to ride on the road. I want to yeah, go rip like down the strip the trails and over to go get dinner. Mexican food yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, so we got a lot to do, man. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's... I guess we can stop here. Uh, we've been going for a little over an hour, but... Is there anything you want to plug, talk about, anything coming up, big video projects, new holster designs, whatever? All kinds of stuff coming up, but uh, I don't have dates or anything. Okay. I'm working on a new holster design. Actually, so I am, will for the first time in my life, not have full-time W2 employee job. I don't know if I told you. But yeah, we. I think we talked about that when we went to that Fox event. Oh, uh, yeah. So the end is... The end there is coming, and at that point will be the first time in the history of you, me doing YouTube and my holster company where I haven't had like a full time job. That's so awesome. when that happens, I will be working on actually putting some effort into both YouTube and holsters. I'm excited for that because you and I have talked about that a lot too. Like, yeah, you're yeah, s- Talon's been encouraging me. Talon and like Roger uh, yeah. have been kind of we're all friends and talk about like, Oh, just quit your job, man. Pursue your dreams. And I'm just like, "Ah." you're already, you're already pursuing your dreams as it is. Like you're you're fucking crushing it. So I I think 
I think you'll enjoy it a lot more because you're, you're kind of spread thin right now with everything that you're doing. Definitely. So you'll be able to, I think you'll be happier putting more effort into videos because you'll have more time to do that. Growing the holster company. I know it was never really a priority, but now like, like your holsters are fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I use uh, the associate V2 all the time and it's like, yeah, it's a good product. I, so. I mean, holsters are cool and I, I think I make a good holster and I've had other holster designs and I've been asked to make other, cause I make one holster, I make one holster design. That's yeah. it. Not because I can't make other ones. It's just, I haven't really had the time or energy to put into it. So you think you'll add more? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have this, I have a, I have a concept like in my head that I just need to create that Ooh. I've been wanting to make for a while that I think will be really, really good. And holster website is llod.us still are you going to change that or i'm not planning to yeah llod.us and you guys can use my code this is sponsored by llod you can use code uh, i think it's talent i think talent check out for five percent off holster orders yeah isn't that that? five ten i don't know know. (laughs) i'm (laughs) not sure (laughs) just type it in and then you let us know but i have like two codes out there talent and and danny and that's that's pretty much it shout out to danny yo danny I bet he's watching this right now. Hopefully. Uh, Danny, if you watch this all the way to Danny the end. Danny should be right here. I know. <laughs> you, I know you have FOMO right now. I'll, I'll buy another microphone, and when you come and visit, I'll, I'll set one up for you right here, buddy. Yeah, man. All right, man. Cool. Well, that's yeah, it. I think that's it. You know, social, just Google yeah. Last Line of Defense, and that's me. Yeah, Last Line of Defense on YouTube, Instagram, uh, LLOD gear on Instagram for holster oh, stuff. yeah, LLOD underscore gear. Cool. That was, I made an Instagram page because I was like, I don't really do holster stuff on my main page. It's more like adventure content. So I made that page. So yeah, yeah that's another thing that I'll probably put a little effort into. Spinning up the gears a little bit. Well, yeah, man, thanks for coming down. Um, looking forward to doing it again sometime. Hopefully some adventures coming up here soon. And go follow Mike. Go leave some comments. Let us know what you thought about this podcast. In the comments down below, if you're watching on YouTube, which you should be, Subscribe to the channel, leave us some comments, and leave us some ratings on Apple Podcasts. And let Talon know if you want him to talk more about his house. I might. I might. (laughs) I got to go take a tour once it's done. Yeah, that'll be sooner than people probably think. So that's all for today. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.